So I'm giving you a chance to share the one night you show. We are now live on Facebook right now, and I'm giving you an opportunity to share. Yeah, it's one night at four o'clock, y'all. And it's four o'clock, and guess what? I wanna play, you know what? Stan's kids got a song. I wanna play it. Yeah, I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna press the button, I'm gonna go in for a second. Alright. Here we go, y'all. Once again, it's the one night you show. I am Rock Logic. I have Stan Moss across the decks for me. Yes, sir, yes, sir. I got Mike Jones to, across the desk for me, and to my left is the super activist Andrea Coleman. And she's getting active right now. She's sharing the show. That's how it's going time. down. My favorite intern, she's hanging out in the corner right there, monitoring yeah, the show, yeah, making yeah. sure she's checking on the sound. She's like having a second engineer, really. Listen, guys, make sure you share. The more views, the more news, the more people this works out. And we got a special guest today, boy. It's going to be crazy. Giving you all a chance to share. Go to work, people. <laughs> I see what we do my dance. He stole, right? No, he stole your dance. We we not we not oh, having that. Oh, is that what's going on? He has stole your dance. We're not having that. Get your own stuff. None of that. None so of that. So I Let's... take off a week and you just steal my dance. Oh, he do it all the time. Oh no. Oh no. I told him he can't do that. We he got to get his own thing. I named it after him. I call it the rock logic. <laughs> <laughs> but you nobody do it like rock. <laughs> What's up, Tim Terry? Come on, baby, Tim Terry. Carmen Keone is listen. I saw you on your on your live the other day. Man, I saw that food in front of your building, and I heard you had a leak in the other joint. Carmen Keone, she's Keone, she's running, and she's working hard. <laughs> Kim Tyree's in the building, what's happening? Kim, what's up, dear? What's gonna make sure you share? Thank you all for tuning in. And the room is populating early. Come hit the button. Bang. 
I want to welcome y'all to the One Night Show. Before I actually get started, right, because um, on the show and on all the platforms that we do, we try to, not even we try to, we promote, like, you know, uh, young artists and the kids that are coming up, you know. It's a big thing for us on the show. It's a big thing for me to be able to support the younger generation, you know, um, in their endeavors and what they want to do. And Stan's kids, uh, they've been rapping since they've been, you know, like three years old. You know, in the womb. So, in the womb. You know, <laughs> I remember recording them when they were six or seven years old coming to a professional recording studio. And um, so they, they did a song, and I'm going to play the song while we're still sharing, because it usually takes a minute for everybody to share and for the room to populate. So give me a couple of minutes. I'm going to play this um, song from the Stan's Kids. By the way, is, um, how is your son doing? Um, unfortunately, uh, my son is still in the hospital. Um, I'm going to be leaving here um, to go visit him uh, when I get out of here. And uh, hopefully he'll be home in uh, a few days. But for those who don't know, gotcha. sickle cell is rough. Uh, really, really rough. It's oh, tough. all right. Okay, you know what? He, oh, well, he just alerted me to something. He said, he said, yo, Rock, there's no camera. Hold on. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hold on, Diane. Oh, Diane. There you go. Now it popped in. There you go. There you go. Now it popped in. All right. Yeah. Thank you. My other engineer is like, Rock, there's no camera. You're not live. So give me a hot minute. I'm going to play um, Stan's Kids um, record. It's really dope. And once again, we like supporting, you know, uh, the, the youth. So. Yeah. Can I breathe? So tired of trying to be free. F12, what's wrong with police? It's cutting too deep now. Got your knee on our neck, so how you expect us to speak? This coming from deep down. Little mortal, I swear it's like war and we fighting for peace. Already down, so we begging, we plead. Face on the ground, bro, I said I can't breathe. I ain't one of these beats, I'm winning or losing. Till we get justice, there will be no peace. Gun is down. Tell me why y'all shooting. Hurting so much, y'all swear I can't sleep. Can't stop us down. Yeah, we started a movement. Both of us down and we down for the team. The timing is now, they don't want us to speak. Get your knee on my neck, cause I said we can't breathe. I be so tired, I turn on the news, another murder, I'm rewatching history. Yeah. It do more than just get to me, how y'all be keeping us safe when y'all move like we enemies. So we follow the sparks, and now we cook the recipe. Got the whole world screaming, rest in peace. More than mad, backing out some extremities. Not a fact, we creating a legacy. Yeah. Watch the way that I walk, it's like color in me. Got yeah, this one night your music going on right here, baby. Brothers, that's not here with me. They right here, so they know they all coming with me. Stay the state where you're fighting, see nothing like it. Never been more united, we've been divided. Rise above all the violence, it's time to fight us with it. Being quiet if we yeah. still dying on God. I cannot breathe, so tired of trying to be free. F12, what's wrong with police? It's cutting too deep now. Got your knee on our neck, so how you expect us to speak? This coming from deep down. Little mortal, I swear it's like war and we fighting for peace. Already down, so we begging, we plead. Facing the ground, bro, I said I can't breathe. I ain't one of these streets, I'm winning or losing. Till we get justice, there will be no peace. Gun is down. Tell me why y'all shooting. Hurting so much, y'all swear I can't sleep. Can't stop us now. Yeah, we started a movement. Both of us down and we down for the team. The timing is now, they don't want us to speak. Get your knee up on Cause hey, I said we can't breathe To think that I could get shot Just wearing my scarf and my durag My heart beating heavy I look at the cops Like, excuse me, sir Why would you do that? We just trying to live But fight for our life Don't know what it's like To go through that No violence But watch how we shoot back Where it's time We designing a new path Why? I'm kneeling See how they did cabin And feeling like Why is this happening? Why? Took them three cops Let off eight shots I can imagine The tears in her eyes 
I cannot breathe, so tired of trying to be free. F12 was wrong with police. It's cutting too deep now. Got your knee on our neck, so And this is the voice of our youth. From deep down, little more to us, where it's like war, and we fighting for peace. Already down, so we beg and we plead. Facing the ground where I said I can't breathe. I ain't wearing these streets, am I winning or losing? Till we get justice, there will be no peace. Gun is down. Tell me why y'all shooting. Hurting so much, y'all swear I can't sleep. Can't stop us now. Yeah, we started a movement. Both of us down, and we down for the team. The timing is now, they don't want us to speak. Get your knee off my neck, cause I said we can't breathe. I Word up. Yes, that was incredible. And um, I did that, and I wanted to do that and sort of forego my time for what I did this week mm -hmm. so I could play that song. So... Sandrea, what's going on? What went on with you this week? You're the super activist. What's happening? Yeah, yeah, as usual, my week has been busy and blessed. Uh, Monday, we had a Earth Week cleanup at our development homes, tiles, and Isaac houses from 10 to 12. We partnered uh, with the Isaac Center and another group of people, and we had, you know, garbage bags and gloves. I really didn't do too much, but I did some footage. I think I, I believe I put it on our one night page as well. Mm -hmm. Do you know management called the center and was complaining that we were picking up garbage outside? No, I, I can't. That's how it. systemic they are. They actually had a problem with about 12 people all over the development just picking up debris on Monday. That we were out makes, there from 10 to 12. No That's what I'm sorry, it was a problem for you all cleaning up your own neighborhood. Yes. They don't clean up themselves. Yes. And they take it. Are yes. you serious? Yeah, they had a problem with it. I mean, uh, they got calls and everything. I'm like, this is utterly ridiculous. But the that, management had a problem with this. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Not only they Why were we clean, out there? And, clean, so. Yeah. So wow. that was one thing. Uh, Tuesday, we had guilty, 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 right? Yes. Yes. Guilty, yes, guilty, yes, guilty. Yes. Um, you know, for me, you know, I've been doing U.S. for BLM organizing out there called Shoots Park since June 2nd. Um, been out there. I've been organizing since July, still um, one of the longest organizers. But with that said, I was actually just numb, you know, because you didn't know what to expect. Um, and that's not justice. That's right. accountability, right. you know, right. so because justice would be Mr. Floyd, George Floyd, Mr. Being, George Floyd yeah, being, being with his family, yep. you know, so that just shouldn't have never happened. I just hope this uh, sets the stage for more. I also seen um, it was a cop that killed somebody in March. I put it on my social media platform. He, also, he killed somebody in March and he killed somebody to, uh, in 2018, the same cop. And they wow. just indicted him since 2018. So things are going forward but it shouldn't this, this man shouldn't have been on the streets to Absolutely. kill again right so but anyway um so thursday we had a press conference the homes Isaac coalition was there uh with council member ben kalos um kicking off earth day part of earth week um and we were dealing with the pesticides that are mostly sprayed heavily in black and brown communities right so our park is not that huge over there uh, this is the park near 96th Street near the rink. If anyone knows on the Upper East Side, we have a hockey rink over there. They don't. They spray that park heavily. Paul Schultz Park is a huge park where we organize. You know, we do our right, individual. Absolutely, at, very huge park. They spray more pesticide in a small park where 
Blacks and Hispanics wow. use and they're using that big part. Exactly. So that's a problem. Mm. So that was mm. a big um kickoff. And another thing with that, I think I believe I shared his um his press conference on our page. Only 47 city council candidates were voting for the bill to be passed. Four didn't vote. So mm. that that just says something. Right. Uh and Kalos was saying that basically he said they were Republicans, but that's this is about humanity, right? Right, right. right. So this is just crazy. So then on Friday, um, I was out in the Storia houses with my yeah, good friend, yeah, Congresswoman yeah. Carolyn Maloney, mm-hmm. uh, Stan, Lakeisha, we all were there uh, for that press conference. And um, that was really good, just talking about um, the Green New Deal and her um, solar panel yes, uh, yes, energy yes. act that she wants to put forth. And although we as residents against privatization and she is also that uh, bill that she wants to put forth just in case they do put solar panels on, you know, on the rooftops and Mm -hmm. stuff, or if it's something with privatization that we would benefit. So she's putting a clause in place for us. So that's good. You know, so I, you know, give Congress from McCallum Maloney some, because she's always been standing with the residents. Um, I, her and I go back to like 2015 doing work, you know, to fight infill. So, I mean, we, we, she's just been there, like no doubt. And her, her uh, office is uh, very, you know, proactive and, you know, they're, they're really good. So she has a good, good team of people with her and she, she's just, she's how they say America's Congresswoman, uh, Carolyn Maloney. So, and her oppressor, Adrian, shout out to her. She called yeah. her OG, the OG. So, Adrian called Carolyn Maloney the OG? The OG, the OG. Okay. She has a shirt too, old gangster. Yeah, Carolyn okay, Maloney's no, no joke. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know that now. Yeah. Okay. So, Saturday, the Homes Isaacs Coalition and uh, several faith-based organizations, including Isaac Center, uh, we did food distribution, PPE, and we also had... Um, uh, when we closed, we had like a prayer session, like a worship session. I shared a little bit on our, our platform. And that was really good for us just come together, feed the people and do what we needed to do in the community. Um, also, then that afternoon, evening about five o'clock, I virtually attended Congresswoman's Carolyn Maloney's 12th Congressional Mayoral Caucus. She had Ray McGuire on. Yeah. Uh, uh, he was really um, sure with what he, you know, the questions we were asking. Um, he has a sense of humor. He really humanized his candidacy okay. and he stayed with us for a full hour and it was okay. really good. I queried him about privatization and he was basically saying that, you know, the residents um, will, he will be dealing with the residents, uh, resident leadership, as well as residents that even if you're not a council president, he's still like, so someone like yourself right, right. Uh, that do organizing myself, I have a coalition. I'm not a council president. He's still going to deal with us as well. Cause we matter as well. And we, right. we're getting, do no things done. We sued NYCHA on December 13th, That's 2019. Right. Uh, so yeah, so that was good to hear that, you know, he wasn't for privatization. So he wasn't. He said he wanted, he wants what we want. So okay. he wants to really, so he was really, he was really um good with that. And um today is 328 days straight with UAS for BLM. And uh that's my week. Wow. Incredible. My God, the super activist. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Stan, you wanna go over your thing real quick? What happened with you this week? All right. Well, I first want to say I, I announced earlier on my my new show, uh, uh Hip Hop, Health and Politics. Um, that was originally created for my campaign for Queensboro president. Um, but we're now I have to announce now to the one nights of family that I'm not no longer in the race. Um, it came about that it was a conflict of interest between um, 
the campaign and my job as an organizer with Justice for All Coalition. And um, I love my work with Justice for All, you know, so I didn't want to do anything that would jeopardize the organization or even uh, myself as a candidate wow. or potential candidate. So as a result, uh, I'm not going to be in the race, but the fight still continues. I'm starting a new party called the New Independent Political Party. Um, not Democrat, not Republican. I believe Democrats and Republicans have sold us out. You know, so this party will be independent and we'll be spending the next couple of years, okay. next two years, really giving uh, voter education and voter registration, particularly right. NYCHA residents and really um, letting folks know what it's going to take to have a campaign that goes all the way to the end. And I also will be looking for other people to run. So it's not really just about me. I'm looking for those who want to enter into politics and, and have a voice, particularly those who are deeply impacted by the problem. So NYCHA residents, if you're listening, if, if any of you guys have a thought or inkling to maybe run, uh, this party will be here to support you, you know? So we'll be doing fundraisers, we'll be okay. having events. We had a phenomenal artist on here earlier. Yes. They totally blew the whole roof off of this building. Yeah. You know, so we're gonna be bringing talent, um, voter, vote, again, voter registration, voter education, yeah. and really targeting the 80% of people that don't vote. And right. like you said, there's one thing, uh, somebody in my neighborhood saw my poster and they said, wow, you're running, they didn't know. And um, he said, well, I don't even vote. I never vote. Wow. But now that I see you running, I'm going to vote. You know, awesome. so that's really what the campaign is, was going to be about. But that's what this movement will be about. And we'll build it up and make it happen the next time around. Awesome. Mike Jones, you had anything going on this week? Just checking. <laughs> well, you know, like I got to say, it went by smooth. It went by smooth. Yeah. But um, oh, I did my little self tape and then I had, you know, two acting classes this week plus okay. my normal schooling. Okay. And then I'll, Sometimes in early night, well, earliest, well, this week coming up, I gotta make me a real with it. I gotta go see the guy that's actually I'm in charge of the acting class. So. Okay. okay, okay, okay. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, I got a future TV star over here. Oh yeah, star. he does his thing. Yeah. Big shout to Mike Jones. Out of ladies' word. Out of ladies' word. Yeah. And now that brings me to our special guests. Yeah. Special guests, please introduce yourself and let them know. Let the people know who I have on the screen right now. Who you be? Hi everyone, I'm Diana Florence. I'm running for Manhattan District Attorney. My platform. Oh, we gotta give you applause, hold on. This is a not, not very earned pause, but thank you, no, thank no. you for that. You gotta let it breathe, Diane. You gotta let it breathe. Yes. There you now go, I'm just excited. Now let's talk about your platform. Go ahead. Yeah, no, thank you so much. Yes, and thank you. I'm really a great admirer of the show. And, and I'm, I'm here really to talk about, um, the reason I'm running is because I believe that for too long, the office has focused on crimes of poverty and not crimes of power. Mm -hmm. And I know that better than anyone because I worked in that office for 25 years. But I didn't do crimes of poverty. I actually used my, you know, my my skills, my talents to make sure that the powerful were held accountable. And particularly, my my um, focus is about regular everyday working New Yorkers, people that live in NYCHA. I've done those cases and I understand that if we want true tr criminal justice reform, we absolutely have to end in ma mass incarceration. Mm. But if we yeah. stop there. Yep. And we don't hold the powerful accountable who've been stealing from NYCHA residents, from stealing from taxpayers, we're going to be in the same place. Wow. Got you, got you, got you. I mean, that, you know, to, to go after the rich and powerful that have been stealing from NYCHA, that is a tall glass of water because the guys that, uh, that built the Hudson Yards 
mm-hmm. are probably one of the primary thieves of uh, of of NYCHA, uh, purveyors of of actually taking money out of NYCHA. and you know, and and they they develop more than Hudson Yards. They basically have developed. I forgot the name of the developer, but they basically developed. Related. Huh. The related company. Yes, the yeah. related company. Okay. Yes, I'll probably never get a CPR class there ever again, <laughs> but because this is how I actually know it, you know what I'm saying? But they, you know, their money, you know, was stolen from uh, NYCHA, you know what I'm saying? So how do, you, how do you go up against that? Yeah, well, because I've done it already. So let me tell you a little bit about my experience. I actually, in 2008, I was actually doing a case that involved the falsifications of the safety test at the new Yankee Stadium, the new World Trade Center, and scores of other buildings. And it started with a formerly incarcerated NYCHA resident from, from Brownsville, and he was mm-hmm. a teamster. He was working, he'd, he'd gotten out of prison, he was on parole, and he was actually, he got turned his life around, and he was working at, at, at Yankee Stadium. And they accused him of faking a, a test. And I, at that time, I'd been in the office a long time. I'd done a lot of big cases. And they said, oh, here's an easy one for you, Diana. Just go after this guy, right? He faked a test at Yankee Stadium. This is terrible. The thing is, and you guys are savvy New Yorkers, would any of us schlep from Brownsville through Manhattan to the Bronx with heavy equipment and not do the test? I mean, if you're going to fake it, wouldn't you just leave it home? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, right. why, why carry the stuff? Exactly, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, right? Because we, we don't drive. If he drove, it'd be one thing. We take the subway. We go up and down those stairs, right? So forget right. it. So asking that like one question, basically without going into the nuts and bolts of the case, basically revealed that it wasn't wasn't this this gentleman. It was actually at the very top of the company. They had <laughs> created a fake soft, uh, software program that generated false testing, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just in that 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 um, that project or or even in in just this company. It was throughout the industry. And so that case, which was known as Testwell and and the concrete testing cases, really gave birth to this this, uh, task force that I created, which was working together. Because if you're going to cheat, if you're going to cheat, you know, Sandria, you're not going to be, you know, you're not going to be fair to Stan. Like you're going to, you're going to cheat us all, right? That's part of your business model. That's kind of the deal, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because think think about it, we're all creatures of habit, right? We're not going to, you know, simply like be, you know, honest, you know, like ten percent of the time and ninety percent. We're either going to be liars or we're not. If I wanted to show y'all somebody, listen, Bernie Madoff, right? He cheated everybody, black, white, green, Chinese, didn't matter. Bernie was a cheat, and that was his business model. Am I correct about that? Exactly. If we want to solve, if we want to solve racism, you just go right to fraud. They don't care what what you are, what you look like. Touche. I like that. Word up. Yeah. So, racism done. There you go. United in corruption and fraud. So yeah. So what that case did though was showed me that, in other words, I worked together with public and private to kind of identify fraud and corruption, and it and it worked. We started to really go after p- different people in different parts of the industry culminating by the way you know one of the last cases i did as a prosecutor was involving nycha actually and it was a tiny little case in because it was basically the investigation at that point i had a lot of um a lot of obstacles in order to do my work but i'll tell you about the case because i think it will resonate with with you know your your uh, your your listeners you know this involved um repairs 
You'll be shocked mm. to know that, you know, there's problems mm. with repairs at NYCHA. I know this. Yeah. Is- I got, and I, I, mean, Get out. I got Get something out for here. you, by the way, but go <laughs> ahead. Keep going. <laughs> so what that, here's what was going on. They were, they, this was a company that had a contract that they were supposed to do emergency repairs at NYCHA throughout, throughout the five boroughs. Okay. And it came across my desk as um, it's really weird. The same five people seem to be working in Staten Island and Bronx on the very same time for the very hmm. same day for the very same hours. So wow. that was weird, right? I mean, unless they have one of those things from Star Trek where they can beam back and forth, like <laughs> probably not happening. I'm smelling fraud here, Diane. Yes, go on, go on. I know, you're spoiler alerting. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it gets better because I thought it was simply just, okay, double billing or whatever. But when we start to look at it, what we found out is the five people that were simultaneously, you know, fixing, you know, toilets in Staten Island and cabinetry in the Bronx, which made no sense, Right. Right were actually one of those those annoying people on Facebook who check in everywhere. So what I found out is those five people like to go to like, you know, um, they were going to Punta Cana at the very same time that they were supposedly repairing uh, these things in the night. What is that, a bar? No, they're saying mojitos are delicious. Love Punta Cana. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. While they're working in two other places. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so, mother spoiler alert, the repairs probably weren't being done. At all. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there was another level to it, though, because that's what I was trying to figure out, right? Because I was starting to go to the apartments and figure out if I could. But, you know, ask anyone, would you remember what date if your toilet wasn't working in 2017? Not at no. all. Right. So, it was impossible. But amazingly, we were able to figure out that some of the people, by pulling some of the, the payment packets, that they weren't actually the, the people um, you know, that were supposed to be working. They were supposed to be, some of this was painting work, and this was supposed to be done by the painters union, DC9, and yet they're not getting any of these contracts. The carpentry, you know, they're supposed to be the, the carpenters. I worked a lot with these unions, and they weren't getting it. What we were able to figure out is, there were some repairs being done, but they were being repaired. They were being done by day laborers and they were being paid $50 a wow. day. Well, I, oh, wait, I just want to make sure you heard that. Yeah, I heard that. $50 a day. Right. Which is not the prevailing wage. So somebody's putting some money in their pocket. Well, exactly. right. That's not the prevailing right. wage right. for a laborer. Right. Yeah. Right. It was supposed to be forty-one seventy-five an, an hour. An hour. That's right. Which is the prevailing wage. Right. Because right. I was saying, wow, what a cheat. Wow. So this case, which again, ended up being $150,000 fraud. Why only 150,000? Because that's all I could prove because I was doing this in wow. retrospect, right? I was trying to find the day laborers. How do you find them five years later? Yeah, for sure. I was trying to find the tenants to tell me whether or not their, you know, their, their cabinet was fixed. How would right. you know? No one would know. But what it really, you know, gave, you know, sort of stayed in my head as I was doing this case is that if we stopped treating NYCHA residents as if they were, you know, not important to the process. Right. And they were actually part and actually had a direct line to government. And, the, and then on the other hand, the people at NYCHA didn't treat these payment packets like they were rubber stamping, rubber stamping. And they actually, their job was to see whether or not things were actually being done the way they were supposed to. Right. This fraud never would have happened. I would like to show you something. Speaking of work in NYCHA apartments, right? I have something I'd like to show you. 
Now, this is natural nitro apartment, apartment, and they were fixing the gas pipes okay. in the apartment because there was an issue with the gas pipes, right? right? As always. So here goes the solution. The new gas pipes. Are you ready? Drum yeah. roll, please. Bong. You see that? Oh, wow. What? That's the, yes. that, that, that. That's the gas pipes outside of the wall. This was the solution. But they left? That's how they left it? That's how they left it. That's, that's the apartment with the yeah. gas pipes. Yeah. I forgot which activist put that up. It might have been, I think it was Carmen who put it up. I that's, think it's in Carmen's buildings, I think. Carmen Keone. That's that's the guy. And I saw it on it came up on Facebook. And I and I said, what the blood clot so they got kids care? and just they have a pipe like that. I don't know, but that's the, that was their solution. They don't care. Yeah. They don't care. Wow. That's stunning. Care. What do we have to say to that, Diane? I mean, can we I'm just asking. I don't know. That's dangerous. No, what you can prosecute is the fact that they're not doing what they're supposed to. I guarantee if we pulled that bill, the bill would be for something entirely different. <laughs> um, uh, it would be for a finished, you know, walled in. And, and the reality is they do that because they know no one's watching. No mm. one cares. Mm. And it's about reframing the conversation. And that that is honestly, I mean, again, one of the reasons I'm running is I understand that as much as I admire all the amazing initiatives and Sandria talked about them, you know, with the, I've, I've been reading about the solar panels um, or the mold abatements or the lead, all of these things, right? Going green. If you don't have someone actually enforcing, mm -hmm. it's gonna go, it's gonna be a lot of money going nowhere. Yeah. I want to hit the chat room because the chat room kind of lit up, right? Once again, big shout out to Carmen Keones and Cynthia Tibbs. Yes. They're in the house. And Carmen said, so it wasn't us because Carmen was like, I wouldn't let that happen in my buildings. So she's like, trust me, right? Mm -hmm. I got to look at the picture on Facebook on where the apartment's from, but I know the person. Same. Um, Carmen asked, she said, will you go after all who had part with the corruption, even if they already left NYCHA? And she's talking about Shola. Yeah, yeah, she should be going to jail. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's criminal fraud. She, exactly. See, I'm, I'm very interested to hear that answer. Yeah, so the what what you have to do is you got to go back to basics, right? So let me just tell you a couple of things. I will the, I will answer that direct question, but I want to just sort of frame it if I can, if that's and okay. what would the statute of limitations be to that? Well, and exactly, and that's why I wanted to say what we need to do is so the statutes of limitations for most felonies are five years, but the but but there's some there's a little bit of a there's an there's a workaround. The workaround is if it's an ongoing fraud, you could go back to 1865. You know, literally, if the last bit of if the fraud started in right after, you know, reconstruction, right, mm -hmm. and it continues to last week, right, even if the person has left, but they were the initiators or part of the fraud, you can wrap them in. So the point is, right, what we need to be doing, what I know from that one little case I told you about, which wasn't little, by the way, at all, it was only little because we were we were hamstrung by the what we could do with it, because it was doing things in, um, in hindsight, as opposed to working side by side with NYCHA as the repairs are not happening or happening. So number one, what we do need to do is really sit down with tenants, right? Tenant organizations and really um, your coalition. And we need to be having town halls, but not these nonsense PR town halls where we actually mm -hmm. say, okay, your apartment is 12A mm -hmm. in Holmes Tower. Tell me about, you know, what's the repair history we got? Right. You know, literally, right. if the 
So number two, right, then what we need to do is now we know going forward, we all have our phones, we're all glued to our phones. We want every every tenant to be documenting, using use that right. camera, text, make a little file. And I want, we want to have a partnership with you guys because the reality is we need to know what's going on in each of these apartments. Because even though, um, the you know, Carmen said it wouldn't happen in my building, the thing is, you don't necessarily know because unless you're going into every single apartment, you don't know what they've left sure. and what they've done. And again, there's a whole disconnect. What happens, let's say, in you know, Dykeman houses and what happens when it gets down to 250 Broadway. And someone needs to met, marry those two. And so the way we do that, again, is we're gonna, we have to get the documents and we have to have the relationship and then figure it out. So this is just a little bit of a mechanics for you. Now to answer your question, my view is absolutely that the fraud that has sort of pervaded NYCHA and all of the issues that we're seeing now that are kind of rearing its head in terms of the infrastructure, the crumbling of it, right, has to do with years of neglect and incompetence and perhaps corruption. And it's a toxic cocktail that's been allowed to exist because no one has had the stomach to look at it. So number one, you have to look at it. And number two, you have to acknowledge that it's not, It's yes, it's the contractors, but they're the symptom. They've taken advantage of something that they know exists there that, that, that frankly, you can get by with doing shoddy paperwork. You can get by with not really paying the prevailing wage. You can get by with sending uh, day laborers. And again, this is not about the day laborers because they were victims too. Right? Oh, 100%. They were, they were right, victimized right, by, right. by not getting prevailing wages. I just want to jump in here because I used to work in LaGuardia Airport, right? And I worked for a cleaning company, cleaning company called Secret Maintenance. And they had the contract to clean LaGuardia Airport. But they had, and we were the contractor, right? Mm -hmm. But the Port Authority was the supervisor to make right. sure that the work was done. Right, right. Right? There was a structure in place. And if we, and, and the supervisor of the Port Authority walked around all mm -hmm. the areas that we were supposed to clean, right? Mm -hmm. And if something wasn't done, money got deducted out of the bill right. that we were supposed to right. get right. that month. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So it was the deductions, right? They'd walk around and be like, oh, you know what? They didn't do such and such. And yeah. that was on their monthly schedule that was supposed to be done. We're going to deduct that from the bill. So we were on our job. Right. Accountability. There was accountability there. Right. So yeah. I don't understand how that same accountability does not exist in NYCHA. It doesn't that if you have all. If you have these contractors coming in, you know what? If the work is not being done, we're going to deduct that from the amount that we're supposed to pay you on this monthly situation that you're doing or on right. the job that you're supposed to be doing. That makes sense to me. Yeah, but it's systemic. You know, they right. don't care. Management doesn't care. The higher-ups doesn't care about they us. They sure don't. You know, and this this goes back decades. This is not new. As I say, NYCHA's not new to this. They're true to this. You know, you have to go back to the history of, of public housing and, and, and know that once the white flight took place and more black and brown people moved into public housing. That's when the disinvestment started, the lack of care. And, and you know, that's that's what it's about. If it was white people living in public housing, trust me, it wouldn't be like this. Well, and I think one of the things I wanted to just get to say is that um, there wasn't a whole lot of contractors that worked mm -hmm. in NYCHA back in the day. There were actually people that, the painter worked for NYCHA, right, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. The actual people there were, were NYCHA jobs. Right. The plumber was a NYCHA guy, mm -hmm. you know? Whether, whether, yeah. 
you know, once they started doing the contracting, I, I think that's when it went. I know, yeah. I, yeah. Think that's I, I, I have a question to ask now. Yeah. I heard a narrative that the whole privatization uh, schemes and scams that Knights um, is pushing is actually violating the civil rights of the residents if they're not involved in, in, in all of that. So is that is that is that accurate? Uh, these privatization plans like the blueprint and rad that don't include the input, real input for NYCHA residents, a violation of the civil rights of NYCHA residents? I'm not sure that it it you know it would violate uh, you know sort of a federal statute, but I think what it does though is it's it's you know even if it's not a you know civil liability, what it is is that it's basically kind of you know it, it's making a bad situation worse as opposed to attacking the systemic problems with within NYCHA, right? The lack of over, oversight, the sort of, you know, kind of letting the fraud happen and, and, and not really addressing it. You know, um, you know, what Rob was talking about before at, at, at Port Authority, that's not accidental. That those, mm -hmm. those structures were put in place. And, you know, I worked a lot, part of my task force is the inspector general at the Port Authority. These were, um, these were procedures put in place because of fraud in the past. The difference with NYCHA, I think in particular, is that it's not like my case was the first case that they discovered fraud in. I mean, we all know that, right? But they haven't done anything. Um, and so to me, you know, where I relate it back to, you know, part of the reason I'm running is that I understand that the district attorney, when we actually focus on these cases, what's weird is it doesn't take that much. Like if I had, you know, if that case had come at the right time, if it had been three, four years ago, right, we, and we could have continued and, and just like it did in that concrete case where I started with the, the Coca-Cola, if you will, and then I went to Pepsi and Snapple, mm -hmm. and then I went to the, you know, the Boylan's and then the real small ones. And after that, I did six or seven of the companies in that industry, and it completely changed the way they did the business. And similarly, we also saw there was a loophole in the building code that allowed for that fraud to happen. So we closed it. So in terms of like NYCHA, you could do the same thing, right? You know that there is a certain type of fraud that's going on, prevailing wage, for example. And you know that there's also um, issues with sort of oversight. So what you could do is actually say, tomorrow, the DA can make it a, a part of their housing you know, task force, which is what I will be doing, is making, saying, you know what, we are going to focus on NYCHA, we're going to focus on repairs, and we're going to look at every repairs contract, and we're going to look for patterns, and we're going to mm -hmm. look for, and then we're going to basically keep going. And then what happens is you don't have to hit every company. If you get like a couple big ones, the rest of them, they, re, they, they reconfigure their business model. Right. So right. we have I have something that's going on in the chat room and maybe Sandrea can answer this or Stan, but the question is for you, Diane. Yeah. Um, and it came from Carmen Keonis, and I'm trying to understand this. She says scaffolding is big business, no work, hold on, no work being done. What will you do to combat this corruption? So I just want to get the gist of what this what this question is. Sure, there's a bunch so, of developers so they who got put, scaffolding yeah. forever. Okay, Forever, and years. is the scaffolding being built to NYCHA in spite of the fact there's no work being done? Is that what's happening? I would just, it's up like, there. How does that work? It's up there, it has to be. So I, so I think if I understand what, uh, what Carmen might be asking about is that, you know, it's not just NYCHA, by the way. You know how you'll just go and walk past and there's just buildings that have had scaffolding, you know, yeah. sidewalk bridges <laughs> for years? Right. <laughs> right. 
So that has to do with the fact that they put it. So do you guys know all know what local law 11 is? That's the law that basically says that you have to check the fronts of the buildings or really actually all sides of the buildings, make sure that the bricks aren't going to fall. The face doesn't fall off. Right. Exactly. Uh So a lot of the scaffolds you see that are around are these contract, these these building owners. So whether they're NYCHA or private owners who don't want to spend the money to actually do the local law level, they'd rather get the the violations for the scaffold than actually do the work to shore up the building. Keeping you safe. Mm. Yeah. Keeping us safe, so to speak. And it's a problem because we all know, right? I mean, what happens with those scaffolds? You know, if there's, you know, there's often like vermin. They're, you know, become homeless encampments. They're, you know, yeah. they're not. They're less safe. I don't want, want to walk underneath them, frankly. You know, I mean, there's been, you know, there's been muggings under those, right? Because they're, yeah. if they're safety. Yeah, yeah sure. So the reality is, it's funny that that Carmen mentions that because it was one of the last uh, projects I was working on with the with the carpenters because we noticed there were many of these scaffold companies and a lot of them were fly by night too. Um, one of the things what we need to be doing is actually looking and and I'm going to give you guys a little piece of inside info here. Anytime you put you put something in writing and you file it with a government agency, it has to be true. And if it's if it's if it's false, it's a felony. So the reality is the way you go, it's not the sexiest case ever, but what you can be doing with all this stuff is looking at what these contractors and individuals file. Um, And that's where you can start your cases. So if they say, you know, I did work on Sandra's apartment at Holmes Towers and Sandra's like, nope, no one's been here in three years. Like that's the beginning of a case. That's great. Yeah. So just to, just to kind of follow up on that, Carmen says pointing has been done and they are supposed to be removed already. So they're still sitting there and apparently the work has already been done and the, and the scaffold is still sitting there. And once again, I'm asked the question around the room, um, is NYCHA being charged for a scaffold that is of no use? Understanding, well, I'm not, I can tell you exactly, but my my first thought would be yes, you know, there's um, money going out the door, you know, for something that's not being done. So that's how NYCHA normally works. So if I had to take a, a, a fair guess, I would say that yes, that's a okay. waste of money. Okay. And it's an eyesore. Okay. And it's an eyesore. It's just ridiculous. Okay. I just want I wanted to know, I just wanted to reiterate on that. Diane? Yeah. How do you feel about this? By the way, you're brilliant, by the way. I just want to let you know. Like you're really articulate and you're kind and you're and not you're not kind of on it. You're really on it. So I'm Thank glad you. that you actually came on the show. You know what I'm saying? Big shout out to you. And I guess I would say the lead issue is still happening big time in yeah. Nigeria now. So if uh, there was a show, I, what was her name again? Yeah, Tola. Okay, so, yeah, so she should be prosecuted. Yeah. To this very yeah, day, let's get to that. there's residents that I speak to every day who have lead in mm-hmm. their apartment now. Their kids have lead in their system yeah. now. And there's also asbestos mm-hmm. and a whole host of different things besides in the mold and all the rest. So she should be able to be prosecuted based on the ongoing conditions and the problems that are still happening. Yeah, can she? Can you? Can if you? Well, and that yeah. would be big. Would you be able to prosecute her uh, just because uh, the records were falsified and she had to resign? You know, and was no accountability, right? No jail exactly. time, no nothing, right? And and yeah. not even fired, right? So right. resigning, you right. secure your pension and right. all your benefits, right? So so they gave you know they allowed they her to a, resign right. like they do police officers. They go that qualified right. immunity too. Right. He's with elected officials and. Just able to just get away with everything. But right. could she be prosecuted still? 
So Sandra, if you remember that you and I first spoke in, um, I believe early December, and I was so outraged because it, it, it related to lead paint. And if you do you remember that what it was, it was an article in the city that revealed that DOI had done this massive investigation uh, whistleblowers came forward. They, you know, these people, they uh, were pressured by management to falsify lead uh, testing inspections had been done when they mm -hmm. had been. And I was like, I remember waking up more that morning and reading this article and being beside myself because all they did was issue in a report and the report is basically good for your birdcage. That is mm -hmm. utter crap. And so the reality is, Yes, what we need to be doing is looking this lead paint thing. Kids are continuing to be to be uh, poisoned. Yes. And, 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 and one of you guys said this before, look, if they look like me, they would not be continuing to be poisoned. We'd be like with the pitchforks and the and, and the torches at right. Broadway. Absolutely. Listen, y'all so, the capital. I'm just saying y'all get down. I ain't mad at that. I'm, I'm, I mean, listen, it's your kid. I'm a mama, right? You see, that's don't believe that picture. My kids are 20 and uh, 16. But but yeah. let, let me tell you, this is how I love to think of them, though. But uh, let me say, though, that that this lead paint investigation, to your point, you know, whether Shola or who I don't know, you know, I'd have we, I can never commit to pr prosecuting a person. What I can tell you is this lead paint thing continues to this moment. That means yeah. we have jurisdiction to go back and we need to go up. Because mm -hmm. if you just go with the guy on the, you know, the on the middle who who falsified a test or two, like, like in my concrete case, right? If I just was satisfied with going the one guy, we would first of all, he was innocent, but number two, it really was something that came from the top. And so that's what we have to do if we really want to change NYCHA, is we need to get root out that systemic and, and that culture, you know, I don't know, you know, whether she's gone or not, the reality is those those tests happen, those falsifications happen after her. So to me. That means just like what you were saying with police, it's cultural. So we right. have to actually get to the bottom of it. So now, so so I guess you kind of hit it towards it, but um, lock the mayor up. If um, <laughs> if if so, if tickets are being, if somebody has a ticket of NYCHA resident and a and a worker closes out the ticket without yeah, doing the work, uh, which is a common issue, isn't that really a crime in and of itself? I mean, if somebody says I haven't, you you came and you. Did the work and didn't do the work, and the ticket is closed, and the work don't get done. Is that is that a crime in and of itself? It it can be if they're if they're putting a statement. But again, I'm always you know look, I'm I'm always about looking past the worker, right? Because okay. the worker look sometimes look all of us, right? Some of the workers, some of the workers, some workers are you know are liars, right? Mm -hmm. Some of them though might be pressured by their supervisor, who's they being pressured by their supervisor, who's being pressured by by two fifty Broadway. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's not about if we only go after the guy who at the bottom who closed right. out the ticket, we're missing the point. Right, uh, Diana. Apparently, there is a long list of people that uh, the chat room would like to be have prosecuted. Uh, <laughs> Gregory Russ, the yeah. mayor. Thank yes. you, Shola. Yeah, yeah. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's the system, not the worker. Yeah, that's what Kim Tyree right, says. Right, yeah. right, right. Carmen says no, not after she left. Her signature is on the documents. Her signature is on the documents. Uh, Jeffrey, yeah, we got uh, the Bozo. Okay, great. Okay, um, take him down. We are talking about corporate. Okay, yeah, the list just got long in the chat room. Um, are you seeing this, Diana? 
We'll I see can't it later. see it. You'll <laughs> see it later. Okay. We'll look at it later on Facebook. But the point is exactly what I think your your listeners are are, are picking up on, right? I, I can't, I can never say to you, yes, I, it would be unethical for me to say, yeah, vote for me because I'm going to go after de Blasio and Shola. And, and <laughs> right, right. I mean, that would be great. I know you guys would all, but the reality is what we have to do is understand, right. you understand corruption, right? I've done mm -hmm. this for 20 years. You understand the corruption is is not it's not it's not at the worker level when corruption is there that he's the symptom of the fraud which is the disease sure. and yes. so what we have to do is what you do in that case is you talk to that worker and you say all right what happened right and there might be accountability for him maybe maybe there's an explanation maybe there isn't right but then you say like what happened and then you go up the chain and you yes. don't just do it based on people's words yeah, by the way work return states <laughs> yeah, but you also that worker turns state right, to take right. everybody down. That's right. Because that's the one that they usually try to put forth. But go ahead, go ahead, Diana. Yeah, no, but, but you're right. But it's but it's also looking just you know what I also believe that it has to be taking the heat off that guy too. We don't just exactly. want him to be he can't be the face of of you know the corruption either. Exactly. So, like in my example of the concrete case with that with the with the man that I mentioned, the inspector, right? You know, he testified and they went after him. They went after, talked about all his record and all these horrible things. The reality is though, I also had a million emails and I had bank records and I had other engineers. So the thing is, you know, the, frankly, the, uh, the defense attorneys look like, I won't curse on here, but it, you know, rhymes with smash holes, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? I mean, that's what right. they look like when they cross-examine to try to make it about this one worker. So reality is what you have to do is you take that worker as, as your starting point, not your ending point. Um, Carmen Keona, she says, please contact me. We'd love to have a one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, Rosa Keona is 1938, girl. You're telling your age. 1938 at gmail.com. Um, progressive politics has regressed in New York City. Yes, it That's is. from Rodney Jones. Cynthia Tibbs says, Scott Stringer has done 12 audits on NYCHA, which have gone absolutely nowhere. That's right. We don't need another task force unless you are going to follow up with results. Mm. This is happening in the room right now, Diana. Anything so, you want to talk about? So let me ask you something, Diana. Sure. So there was an investigation. She said done. my age. <laughs> uh, the city of New York, Depart DOI, Department of Investigation, Margaret Garnett, Commissioner. And this investigation was done and it was for immediate release on December 10th, 2020. So not too far back. Yep. And it, it was a report on DI, DOI issues, uh, report findings. Uh, the New York City Housing Authority violated uh, lead-based paint abatement regulations since at least 2013. So this is a, this report is 170 pages yep. long and do you, do you know what's going on with this? Like they have the findings, they have their facts, they did an investigation. What's next after this? Because this was months ago. Right. Well, it was very clear. That's the article I referenced. It says no criminal charges. That is a crime. That right. is there you go. unbelievable. <laughs> and writing reports is BS. You cannot simply do a report. Now, I will also tell you, by the way, there is nothing stopping DOI from doing a case and writing mm -hmm. a report. We did them all the time when I was there. Mm -hmm. So this is a cop out. I don't know what that's about. To me, talk about transparency and accountability. Why weren't there? That is the question I want to know. Why weren't yeah. criminal charges? 
Because once somebody's charged and um and then people will change if they knew they could actually be held accountable and and, and, and we need that because right. that's the most unaccountable, corrupt syndicate organization that exists, period. And what's the and people are dying. And what's the purpose of, of doing like a report? And an investigation with findings and right. there's no accountability. It's, it's like no teeth. Right. So no that makes teeth. no sense. It's, it's yeah. Right. It's, it's like when they, when they always say, uh, so we're going to look into that and uh, we're going to start a uh, may, may, tax force or whatever well, to, maybe to because, lollipop you. Maybe because the mayor is actually at fault, right? He right. puts these people in place and these are, these are people he hired and right. put in these positions. Well, here's what I know, right? <laughs> From being the boss, right? From being the boss, guess what? It, it's your fault. Right. <laughs> you boss, what, right. Whatever you do, whoever you hire, guess what? It's your fault. Right. That's at right. the end of the day. That's you know right. what I mean? You can't go, oh, it wasn't me. No, it was you because right. you are the catalyst. Right. Right. That's You're right. the catalyst. So yeah, I mean it starts with the man 100 percent And this is why look, I'll also say to you guys, I, I mean, you know, putting it back to you know, you know, my race. There's a lot of people in my race. There's a lot of people with a lot of different, um, you know, experience levels. And even some of them talk about housing. But I will say to you, no one has done the work that I've done and none has delved into it. And I want whoever you, whoever you all vote for, I hope you all vote for me, but I'll just say to you, you need to demand from your from your district attorney that they're not simply going to talk about you know the, the the retail criminal justice reform, which frankly we're all saying. Everyone mm -hmm. wants police accountability. Everyone is sees drugs as a public health issue. All that stuff is exactly the same. Really, I think if you really want to help you know make this city better and particularly NYCHA residents, we need to start really going after corruption wherever it lives. Yeah. Yeah. Would you? Yeah. Um, as a district attorney, because we know we have a lot of issues with policing, um, I'm a Black Lives Matter activist organizer, and uh, you remember in June, and, and still going forward, it's been, you know, some uh, abuse, uh, the kettling, uh, which is just crazy when they box the people in and start plucking them out. But uh, how would you, uh, how would your office have something set up? Uh, for Manhattan to prosecute police, like, because I know your cases would actually come from police. So, you know, y'all work so closely. How can that, how can you assure us as a district attorney uh, that there would be, of course, integrity there and no favoritism, you know? Yeah, well, you know, it starts with actually doing like, again, I, I created this model and it's very transferable to, you know, police, police abuse is, is a crime of power, right? It's an abuse yeah. of power at its, at its core, whether it's lying on the stand Test or the much lying. worse, right? Test lying or mm -hmm. killing or injuring someone, right? Or falsely arresting them, right? So yeah. any of those things are, are crimes of power. The way you do that, you mentioned um, earlier in your remarks, right? Well, I think you did, Sandria, or one of you guys did, about the police officer, you know, who killed someone in 2018 and just killed yeah. someone last week. Yeah, right? that was me. Mm -hmm. Okay, that was you. Okay, so reality is, right, you can actually proactively do these cases, right? We now have 50A that is open. It's declassified. Right. You can use it yeah. like your own private Google, if you will, your closed database. You can actually do data keyword searches of 50A and figure out, you know how um, Jamani and the public advocate always do like top 10 worst landlords? Mm -hmm. We could do the top 25 worst cops, right? Mm. And then proactive investigations. That's yeah. very interesting. On yeah. Right. These are things you can do. Number one. Number two, you also need to be looking at CCRB. And the problem right. with CCRB right now 
um, is that they don't have any teeth, right? So it's, you know, who works there? Really I just want to ask one thing. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. What is, I have to do it because I don't know. What is CCRB? Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Thank you for jumping in. So the Billion Complaint Review Board. Okay, now everybody else knows. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so what happens is if you want to make a complaint about a cop right now, you go to the CCRB, which which started under Dinkins, and it was a great, it's a great idea, and it's separate from police. But here's the thing, it's it's not really because it ends up doing it has nice young kids out of college who have really good intentions and they do the best they can. And then if they think they find something, where do they send it? <laughs> to the police. Right, right. And then the commissioner can still right, yeah. right. We um so wait, 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 they they, they pull. They're policing the wolves and then they send the evidence to the wolves. Is that yeah, how it works? That's why, that's why yeah. they really justice. don't have too that's much right. power. Uh, yeah. they, are, right. they are independent. But we did, um, I'm on community board eight and we actually did uh, a resolution on police reform. We also uh, sent a letter to the mayor and the speaker and our direct elected officials with police, uh, with, with our suggestions from board members as well as the community. And one of our points, and I'll I'll actually send you and share you share yeah. with you the document. It's public now, but we spoke about CCRB because I come from law enforcement. I used to supervise payroll for NYPD, and I know that that CCRB does not have like the police can say or they they can call for let's just say hypothetically the twentieth precinct. I'm gonna just say that they yeah. need some records, uh, documents. Everything is slow or they can't get things. So we we yeah. we put forth that they should it should be strengthened and they also what they their um findings and their recommendations should be adhered to. So whatever they suggest, that it should be that. It shouldn't have to go to the police commissioner right, right. to to kick it back down. I agree, so. but I have one so I'm gonna do you one better though. I think that and my proposal for police accountability is we have the, the, the prosecutor, the reason that we're so powerful, right, is we have a magic subpoena pad called the grand jury mm -hmm. subpoena process. So what we're gonna do under my my police accountability, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a partnership, an MOU with the CCRB so that when you go to the CCRB and say police officer so and so be me up we're going to know immediately if it happened in manhattan and we're going to investigate together we're going to supervise mm -hmm. and we're going to use yeah. our power because you can't just blow off a grand jury subpoena right. and then we're going to be transparent about it because the reality is you know what lots of things goes to ccrb some things are founded some things are not we're going to do the investigation if we think there should be criminal charges we're going to do mm -hmm. it if we think there shouldn't be, we're gonna we're gonna publish that there were this many we didn't think it should be. And if there are cases where, you know, and this is the real kicker that makes me different, by the way. If there are cases where we think there should be, we feel it in our bones that there should have been, but the law hasn't kept up with the way we understand, you know, what accountability is in 2021, right? We had up in Rochester, no, no indictment. It wasn't because Tish James didn't do a good job. We know she mm -hmm. she she told us, but that law is not covering it. Then we need to, the, there's no one better to write uh, the loopholes, close the loopholes in the law to partner with the legislator than the DA. Mm -hmm. I did that when I wrote um, Carlos's law, which 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 closed a loophole and is pending and hopefully will pass this year, that will make sure that companies, if they kill a worker, they're not going to pay maximum $10,000. That's a loophole I saw because I did a case where a company killed a worker and that was the maximum I could punish them. This wow. is what we can do. 
we can actually, you can use the DA. It's about breaking these silos. Mm -hmm. I'll just bring it back to you guys. The reason that the, the all the corruption has happened, reason why NYCHA residents are suffering is because all of this has happened in the NYCHA bubble and mm -hmm. no one, and no one was looking. And mm -hmm. so when we, we pop that bubble and the DA is involved and we and and NYCHA residents know they can come to the Manhattan DA's office and say, here's mm -hmm. what's going on and we're gonna do something. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it's gonna be a new day in New York. Qualified mm -hmm. immunity too. Yeah. <laughs> we see that one second. We see that it was, you know, uh taken away, abolished or for police officers, but they still elected officials still have that protection. Right. Corrections still have that protection. We just seen something recently, how corrections are lying on their reports. And 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 we know what unfounded mean. Unfounded is that they couldn't substantiate a report or, or, the, or the allegation. But if you're not getting the cameras or the evidence from the police, it's going to be unfounded. Absolutely. So, yeah. You're right. We have to do, and we have to do real investigations that the yes. public can trust, right? Yeah. We have to say, look, we looked at the video and it wasn't there. Or mm -hmm. we have to say, we couldn't do it because the video was missing, right? Yeah. These are things, until we know, we, the public, know what's been doing going on and, and it's not going to be. I got to tell you, and um, uh, Carmen, she's like, you know, contacted her email and stuff is inside of the, uh, is in the, um, chat yeah. room and as i peer into my phone and i see it is five o'clock and we're about to be done but my phone what i'm seeing through text here's what i'm visualizing i'm seeing pitchforks and torches in the dark right now like, <laughs> like they're coming up the hill to burn down the village i mean it's like like the list gets long it's like so what about fraud in the doe and the chancellor and it like i mean wow this was uh, we gotta we got an exciting yeah. hour by the way. I yeah. had to give more time to this subject. Mm -hmm. so I'm always happy. Look, I'm happy to come back. I am done. <laughs> <it. laughs> we'll talk, Diana. We'll talk. Rod's my favorite thing. Well, how do people donate to your campaign? So go on my website, diana4da.com, D-I-A-N-A-F-O-R-D-A.com. I'm so psyched to tell you I got number one on the ballot. So just remember my name, Diana like the princess and Florence like the city. Oh, wait, wait, why do you have number one on the ballot? Was it was it an alphabetical thing or it's just like, no. that you're dope right now, like it's happening. What's happening there? Just 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 a lottery. I, I never win those kind of raffles, but I did. <laughs> yeah, the ball the ballots are funny. Yeah, yeah. so that's good. Okay. That makes a difference. Mike yeah. Jones, who's been quiet the entire hour, mm -hmm. has a question for you, Diana. Big Mike, what's up? Let's right. hear you loud. Yes, Mike Jones. Go. No, Ask the question with power. Go. Trust me, because I I agree with all the accountability that the um, police should be blameful for all the actions that they do, the wrong actions that they've been doing. But what about the correctional officers that's in the prisons as well? Mm -hmm. I mean, what's their accountability? Because to be honest, I know it's a lot of abuse that's going on Absolutely. in there, mm -hmm. but you don't see as you don't even see that on the news. Well, I don't see that on the news no, as much don't. as I suppose. But well, we know it exists. We know it exists. I, I got to send you an article, something that just came out. This is a criminal justice major, right? You're a criminal justice major, right? Mm -hmm. right. Okay, so go yes. Go well, I want to know what's the accountability on the correction officers. Like, how can we get that to be um put out there that all these prisoners that's being abused and yeah. tortured by these correction officers? Diana? Well, part of it is really making sure that, you know, again, that we are using all the tools in our toolbox. So in Manhattan, remember, so every, every, um, every borough is different. So in other words, if a prisoner, for example, on a Manhattan case 
is abused at Rikers Island right now, um, that is a Bronx case. So we can't actually do that. That said, the way I would sort of say to attack this is kind of how I did wage theft, which is wage theft, you, you know, sometimes a, a guy works on a job in Manhattan for two days and then three days in Brooklyn. You don't want to simply say, well, he, he gets a free pass because I can't do the Brooklyn case. You got to work together with the DA's offices. So for me, when we talk about corrections, just because of the fluidity of where people are housed, what we want to do is do a proactive coordinated investigation across the five boroughs. It's not as hard as it seems, but I think it starts with, you know, Mike, to your point, is that there needs to be the message that the, you know, the time of being able to sort of sweep things under the rug and sort of rely on the fact that, you know, we're in power and that you're not going to be held accountable is gone. None of us should be above the law. And that's right. what we to start with. They'll have qualified immunity. It seems like when they go to prison, they get forgetting, they get forgotten about. Yeah. 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 And the prison system is about the three C's, uh, care, custody, and control. Uh, that's what uh, uh, correction officers, that's what they're kind of governed by. So mm. that's what they're responsible for. When does your race come up? When does your, when does your race come up? Uh, June, You're in June. <laughs> Yeah, yep, everybody. Yep, yep. everybody. Wow. No rank choice wow. voting, though. No rank choice voting in mind. So it's simply that's good. That's good. Winner takes oh. all. Yeah. Oh, okay. Winner takes well, all. Okay. Well, listen. You know. Good luck to you. Um, I wish it was like that for the mayor. <laughs> yeah. You know. Keep in contact with Sandra if you want to come back on or whatever. We can get an update on how your campaign is going. Matter of fact, how is your campaign going? Actually. It's uh, good. I just got my seventeenth labor union endorsement. Okay. So I'm no excited. Oh, yeah. Hey, all right, all right, all right. Fantastic. Uh, you know, talk to Sandra and um, you know, good luck to you. And I tell every uh potential candidate um that comes on the show, I uh, listen, um, I'm gonna have you on speed dial because you want my show, okay? Right. You want right. the one night to show, I gotta be able to call you be like Dana. Accountability, yes, yeah. that's good. Sandria has my personal cell phone. I mm -hmm. mean, you can absolutely, you can share it with anyone. I don't, I'm, I am very responsive and you, you'll learn that about me. And I'll She's say you early in the morning too, because oh, I was wow. getting those eight o'clock texts. And I'm an early bird. Calls. Yeah. She's up yeah. That's good. That's good. And honestly, I'll leave you with this too. I any you know any NYCHA, uh, We actually in Manhattan, we have we actually have jurisdiction over all the NYCHA because of 250 Broadway. But right. I you know particularly if any of you guys from any of the tenant associations coalitions want to meet with me, tell me a little bit more. I mean, because I don't know everything. I only know what I've learned, you know, from talking right. to people. So I would love to, especially as we count down. I'm, I'm all over the city now. I'm running around Manhattan because, mm -hmm. you know, I, I need to get votes. I don't have billions. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm a power, a people powered campaign. So I will come and meet you guys. Let me know. Reach out to me on Facebook or, you know, on my website. It'd be great awesome. to see you. It's great. I can invite it to a justice for all meeting mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. directly from residents. Exactly what's going on. I will take yeah. you up on that offer. Well, uh, just a, just a quick thing before. I, so, what is your current job right now? My current job is this. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> right. it, huh? She's all in. Right. I'm all She's in. All in. This ain't part time, huh? Exactly, and it, it's like I've never worked harder, and I don't make any money. <laughs> wow. yeah, there you go. There yeah. you go. If you want, yeah. you know. Quite a bit of people had to. You got. You got to believe. Yeah. You got to live and yeah. breathe, right? You know, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, Some I'm, people I'm, had to leave. Actually, leave their jobs yeah. to campaign, yeah. like yeah. 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 full time. We full want time. to thank you for having for for coming on the show. Yes. And uh, we're gonna punch out. We had about five out. Uh, five. What we have? Five oh eight. Five. 
09, you know, and I, we're about to lift off and I want to thank you. And here's what we make every candidate do because it's very important to us, right? We go, one night you're one people. Right. You gotta do it, come on. One night you're one people. One, one night you're one people. We're about to lift off. Thank, thank you, you so Diana. Much. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you. We'll be in touch. Thank you. <laughs> See you then.